You are listening to the Healthy Leader Podcast with Tracy Fisher, episode number 36. Welcome to the Healthy Leader Podcast, where it's all about optimizing your health, energy, and performance for your mind and your body. And now, your host, Master Coach Tracy Fisher. All right, are you ready? (laughs) Today's episode is gonna rock. I am so excited about this because when this comes out, you, if you live in the United States, will have already gone through the Thanksgiving holiday and then no matter where you live, you are gearing up for the last month of the year and probably for the bum, bum, bum holiday season. (laughs) And this time of year is supposed to be filled with gratitude and joy and love and connecting with one another. And often it's also punctuated by anxiety and irritation and the idea that we just want to survive through the holidays. Now, as I get into this, I want to start off by being really clear that I'm using the word survival, not in the terms of literal physical survival. There is a real danger for many people who are suffering, especially during the holiday season, and who are at risk for physically being in danger because of how they are feeling. And the holidays can be really, really hard if you are mourning the loss of someone or going through an especially difficult time or a hardship. And if that's the case for you and you're worried about surviving through the holidays or if you're worried about someone else surviving, then I encourage you to keep listening. But I also would like for you to check out the references that I've included below for professional support. What we do at The Wellness Coach and with Healthy Leaders is focused on coaching, and that's moving forward out of the grin and bear it survival mode and actively planning purposely to thrive. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. We're going to take a look at the holidays and use them on purpose to shift out of that survival mentality, not in the sense that I need to physically survive, but in the sense that I feel like I have to just make it through them and to shift into thriving. (laughs) And I would tell you it's possible. I promise that it's possible. And in fact, the holidays are the perfect time to practice this. December is the month to go beyond that survival mindset and to practice thriving right in the thick of it, right in the time of travel and family and extra to do's and places to go and people to meet up with. And it's also a time as I said, for many people to grieve as they miss loved ones. So to say the least, the holidays can be extremely challenging. And if you're listening to this when it's not the holiday season, know that you can use this technique that I'm going to share with you at any time when you are feeling like there is an impending situation that you are not looking forward to. It could be a conversation, a presentation, a long project, tax season, whatever it is. You can use this technique to Stop thinking that you just need to survive the situation and learn how to use that situation on purpose to practice thriving. And the truth is, is that everyone out there listening is a leader and you are constantly dealing with change in a highly scheduled environment and are balancing multiple projects and people pretty much all the time. So you can use this process at any time. Now, I want you to know that I am especially keen to talk about this now because I've been talking with so many people who are living in the United States and are celebrating Thanksgiving and leading up to Thanksgiving and being with family. They're like, okay, 
I've been doing really well up to now. I have been managing my time schedule. I have been watching what I've been eating or drinking. I have been really engaged in self-leadership. And now I'm just going to be happy to get through the holiday season without going backwards, without gaining weight, without drinking too much, without freaking out with my family. Or they'll ask me, how the heck am I going to make it through multiple Thanksgiving dinners without losing myself in the special mac and cheese dish or in my grandma's apple pie? Or how am I going to listen to Uncle So-and-so ask me about politics without (laughs) diving into the bourbon or the Chardonnay? How am I going to deal with the craziness of my spouse and decorating and travel and also maintaining this crazy work schedule? And I'll say, you can do it. Not only can you survive through it, you can thrive through it. And they're like, seriously, you're asking me to self-care right in the middle of all of this? And the answer is yes. I am going to ask you to self-lead right in the middle of it all. And one of the reasons that the holiday season is such a great time to practice this is because for many people, there is a lot going on. And it happens in a relatively short amount of time. And so we can use this season to witness ourselves right in the middle of it all. And there's a beginning and there's an end. And most of us also have time off where we can actually sit back and actively and consciously witness ourselves in the middle of it all. So right now, you might be in survival mode. If you are thinking about your challenge or the holiday season and are thinking about how you can choose the path of least resistance, you might be in survival mode if you are focused on being a little bit more reactive or passive than proactive. You also might be in survival mode if you are focused on external circumstances or what other people are doing. You might be in survival mode if you are choosing not to speak your mind because other people might disagree and you just don't want to get into it. And you also might be in survival mode if you find yourself saying, if I can just get through and then fill in your blank. And the same is true really of any situation. We always have the option to put down the rush and to sit back and become present. That's always an option. And in fact, it's the way that we talk about self-leadership in the inner circle and through coaching. And I have to tell you that it took me (laughs) a while to figure this out, but we use taking care of ourselves as the first step, the foundational steps to create consciousness, to create awareness on how we are behaving, how we are being and what we are doing with our own bodies and our own brains in the midst of life and eating well and exercising our bodies and meditating don't just make us stronger and better humans and better leaders. And those activities are are amazing, but we also are going through a journey of witnessing ourselves to see what we're putting in our bodies, to see and hear what's coming out of our mouths and to witness our own emotions, to witness our wellness and health. It's an opportunity for extreme self-awareness and health and taking care of our bodies isn't just about those results that we get, those amazing results of creating greater energy and more endurance and creating more endorphins and a sense of pride and accomplishment and living in alignment with our values. It's also about that journey of self-awareness and self-leadership. So whenever you're in a challenging situation, whenever you've challenged yourself, there's an opportunity to reflect. And the holiday season is a phenomenal time and an opportunity to practice witnessing the external environment and witnessing your own presence and to witness how you can go from just surviving to thriving and 
as I said before, you can apply this process to any aspect of life that feels challenging or overwhelming. So what I'd like to do here is to give you a very specific process that you can walk through to go from surviving to thriving. And I have a worksheet that you can download to use as we go through this. Now here's the warning. I don't want for you to just be like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this in my head. If you really want to use this month or a current challenge to level up and practice self-leadership, then download the worksheet and go through this step-by-step. -step. It's only going to take about five minutes maximum, but I promise you it will be so worth it. And in the meantime, if you're driving or walking, you can listen in on the instructions and then sit down, pen to paper, and do the exercises when you can. Okay, so to start off with, let's talk about survival mode and the survival mindset. And I want for you to think of this as your go-to mindset. It's what you've always done to survive this particular uncomfortable, awkward, difficult, or challenging situation that's coming up. And so for the holidays, often when we put relatives and the family together and all the things that we need to do, we think, all I want is to get through this. I cannot imagine doing anything beyond surviving this. I'm just going to grin and bear it. And often the solution during those times is to eat or to drink or to hide or go into fill in your type of survival mode. And the idea here is that we're just trying to protect ourselves. We're just trying to get through it. And I'll submit to you that that is always an option. Often people look at situations and they feel hopeless and they think that the only way to cope is to self-soothe with food or alcohol or to hide or to buffer in some way. And recently, when I was hearing people talk about Thanksgiving and the holidays, there was often this reference to hoping that it will just be better. I'm just going to try to get through it. I hope that somebody else will show up differently. I hope this year will be different than last year. I hope there won't be this big family blowout or that we won't end up hating one another or that I won't, you know, come to the edge of divorce. And someone was talking to me about their experience last year when they had gotten together for the first time post-COVID. And there were a lot of opinions on how people should behave. There was a difference in politics. And then, of course, when they added in alcohol, it just got really, really rocky. And so... Oftentimes, we just say, I hope it's not going to be like that. Why do we do that? Why do we sit back and hope that things will be different? And here's the answer. When we are wishing or thinking about a different outcome, it seems like kind of an evolved thing to do. Maybe you might be playing conversations or scenarios in your head. You might be replaying last year or thinking about it could have been different and how it might be different this year. And I've talked to a lot of people who are doing just that. We spend a lot of time almost reminiscing or dreaming or hoping. And then what do we do? We generally move on. We just go about our day. And when we do that, we are basically being passive. We're thinking about it, but we're not really doing anything. It's like we're crossing our fingers and taking a deep breath and saying, I sure hope I don't drink as much as I did last year, or I hope that so-and-so is a little bit less aggressive. And so we want to be aware of that passive thinking. It's almost victim-like in a way. It's like, I don't have any control over what's going to happen, so I hope that it'll be better. And we start replaying these scenarios in our mind. So why do we do that? We do that because it's learned. It's an old way of thinking. We've gone through a situation enough times to know how it's going to pan out. And we do this with our families for sure, right? <laughs> We've got them pegged. We know who's going to play the troublemaker. That's me, Tracy Trouble, by the way. And who's going to clam up and who's going to make snide remarks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you can replay the scenario in your head without really thinking about it very much. 
So right now, think about how when you get together with your family or your colleagues or a group of people that you are familiar with, and think about what role you play. Do you find yourself sliding into old behaviors that you don't use with anyone else but this particular group? Someone was just telling me that when they get together with their family, they find themselves sliding back into their old teenage self. Their family loves to laugh and tell stories and play games, and then it starts getting sarcastic and, and biting if she's not careful. They, they are cutting on one another, and they get short with one another, and they all end up, no matter how old they are, reverting to their old teenage selves, and it ends up not being fun for anyone. And this behavior and these thought patterns are learned. And they're easy to drop back into because your brain loves habits. It's really efficient to just go into old autopilot mode, even old survival mode. Your brain and the way that your brain works doesn't care if that survival mode is good or bad or how things end up. It just knows what it has learned and it wants to be efficient and go back to a pattern that it's comfortable with. So when you go home or you're with that old group of friends or certain people, your brain knows how to act around those people and you revert to your old autopilot survival mode. And you also revert to thinking about those situations in the same way. And this type of thinking is passive. It's learned. It's comfortable. You know that old saying, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't? It's just your brain engaging in that easy, worn, passive thinking. There's no risk involved because you're not doing anything different. You're just thinking and hoping and focused on just getting through it because that is how your family is. That's just the way it is. Unless you are planning on thriving. Unless you have decided to show up differently. And when we do that, we are shifting from passive gear to active gear. And instead of hoping we plan. And what do we plan? We plan to thrive. And planning to thrive means that we take action. And I'm going to share with you exactly how to do that. And that's where the worksheet and this exercise that I'm giving to you comes in. And before we start, I want to give you a few notes. And the first one is, again, make sure that you're not just doing this in your head. That's passive. <laughs> Writing it down is active. And it also gives you some distance. It allows you to observe in a different way and to get out of that passive mode. And here's the other thing. Once you have this on paper, you can change it. You can rewrite it. You can ask yourself, hey, is this going to work? You really get to actively think about your thriving. When you're trying to do that in your head, it is very difficult. And I would even say impossible to truly get to your highest potential. So make sure that you write this down. And then pay attention as you do this to where your brain might want to focus. We want to focus on you. Self-leadership is always about you. It's not about changing other people. And most of the time, especially when we're thinking about the holidays, our focus doesn't go to us. Our focus often goes to, mm, I really hope that my mom is not going to bring this particular topic up with my spouse and start something. I really hope that, you know, uncle so-and-so is going to keep his political opinions to himself. Or if it's in a different arena, you might be like, oh, I really hope that that client controls himself and doesn't raise his voice again. And often our focus is out there. It's on how we want other people to be different and other people to behave differently. So be on the lookout for that as you go through this. 
when you are planning to thrive, the focus is on you because that's the only thing that you actually can control you. That's it. We can't control the outside world. We can't control the weather. We can't control what other people say. We can't control how other people behave. We cannot control any of that as much as we try to. So make sure to keep your focus on you. Okay. So you can download the worksheet or if you want, you can use a blank sheet of paper to do this. And there are three distinct parts to this exercise. The first part is to think about the general scenario and to identify three specific obstacles or challenges that you are anticipating experiencing. What is your brain already worried about in terms of that scenario? You might have way more than three, but for now, I just want you to pick the top three obstacles that will get in the way of you thriving during the holidays. So for example, you might write down, my child will be hiding behind my leg when grandpa wants to give her a big fat juicy kiss on the mouth. My child will be scared and my grandfather will be loud and offended. That is an obstacle that you're anticipating. And then go ahead and identify two other scenarios that you can imagine now that you are really not looking forward to. Then the second part is to pay attention to what your brain is already thinking of doing to just survive. In the past, what have you done that has worked in terms of surviving, in terms of just getting through it? Maybe in the scenario with your child, you just pushed your child in front of you and said, kiss your grandpa, just deal with it. Or maybe you rolled your eyes and you shot devil glares at your spouse until he distracted the grandfather. Come up with what is your survival mode of action that you normally go to. I was just talking to someone about this and they were talking about how when they have everyone over, whether it's the holiday season or a family birthday or when everybody is at their house, everybody becomes, she called it, a master chef, right? They're constantly commenting on how things taste and how they could have been better and how they would have done that. And so for her, her survival mode is that she ends up clamming up and just silently stewing and she just doesn't say anything and she just gets through it. And sometimes that survival mode will turn into snapping at her husband or her children or, you know, just being curt with people. And that's the way it would go. So she was passively hoping that she could just keep her mouth shut and grin and bear it or that maybe they wouldn't be as obnoxious this year. So think about your three scenarios, your three obstacles, and how you have defaulted to survival mode in the past. And the reason this part is so important is because we need to tell our stories. We need to see what it is that we do to survive. We need to see what feels kind of yucky and just kind of grinning and bearing it. And we want to be able to identify what feels like survival-based activity in the midst of anxiety and maybe even desperation and be aware of that behavior so that we can change it. Oftentimes when I'm working with leaders, they're like, oh, this is what I normally do, and I know I shouldn't do that, and they just kind of gloss over it. I want you to write it down. Identify what is your old survival mode pattern. And then the third part is to ask yourself, how could I thrive in the midst of this situation? Now, to thrive means to develop or grow vigorously, to prosper or flourish. And when I think of someone thriving in the middle of a situation like that, I'm thinking about them glowing. They not only handle the situation, but they bring light and brightness and joy to it. That is pretty amazing. Do you know anyone like that? Someone who walks into a challenging situation and they just shine their light right over the top of it. 
I love that. That's what I'm asking for you to imagine yourself doing, to thriving. For me, that's like, all right, bring it on. Let me bless the world here with my light and my presence. Now, to do that, you've got to do something really powerful. You've got to put that old survival story down about them and about you. And you have to be willing to visualize and imagine yourself showing up in thrival mode. Now, this is a lot more difficult than it sounds, and it takes practice, which is why I'm giving it to you now before the holidays so that you can practice. And the way that you practice is by specifically identifying the way that you are going to thrive. And the framework around that is, you won't be surprised to hear this if you've listened to this podcast before, the framework is the T cycle, the Tango Echo Alpha cycle of how you are going to think, how you are going to emote or feel, and how you are going to act. And so on that worksheet, when you identify how you are going to thrive and show up, make sure that you identify all three of those areas, how you're going to think, how you're going to feel, and how you're going to act. Now, I was doing this with someone recently, and her obstacle was that when she walks through the door with her relatives, that nobody really says hello. The dogs start barking really loudly. Everybody knows that she's there, and you know they kind of glance around, they're like, hey, what's up? How you doing? And nobody gets up, even though they haven't seen her in months, and sometimes in, in years in some cases. And she felt like they were basically ignoring her. And so her survival mode was to just be like, hey, how you guys doing? And then just basically go hide in the kitchen and start preparing food and counting down the minutes until things were over, until she could get out of there. And she was saying, you know, that's not my best. It doesn't feel good. I don't look forward to it beforehand. I have this kind of eye-rolling attitude while I'm there the entire time. And I'm focused on the fact that everyone else is focused on themselves. And I feel kind of lonely even though I'm surrounded by people. And that was her survival story. Her thrival story was hard to get to. As we were going through it, she kept going back to what other people were doing, how other people were behaving, what would be safe or comfortable for her. So as you are going through this, as you are creating your thrival story, expect that your brain is going to want to go back to that passive old survival story and challenge yourself to thrive. And in this case, with this particular client, her thriving story, that she was going to walk in and make a point of saying hello at that outset, letting people do what they were going to do, walking into the kitchen, setting things up, and then engaging with every single person at the party. And she wanted to engage with them purposefully and create her own experience. What she wanted was to connect with people. Her action plan was to start a conversation with each person. And as we were going through this, she was like, oh, and then they might not want to talk to me. And we, were, we kept coming back to, what's your thrival? What's your thrival? How are you going to thrive? And she said, and if they don't want to talk, then that's fine. Then I'm just going to wish them well, ask them a couple of questions, and go to the next person. Send them light and love. And as she started telling this thrival story, she really could feel the emotion of connecting and loving and having compassion for those family members. That is what you get to practice beforehand. You can start practicing generating those emotions on purpose now. You can plan ahead of time how you want to feel. Maybe it's energized, excited, and compassionate. 
Maybe it's relaxed and present and grateful and joyful, loving, curious. Whatever it is for you, identify your top emotions. And then once you've identified your action and your top emotions, figure out what you would need to think in order to feel those emotions when you show up. And one of the best ways to come up with what you need to think is to ask yourself questions. Ask yourself, okay, how can I practice being more loving when I'm there? How can I find more gratitude? How do I create connection with these people? And come up with thoughts that answer those questions and begin thinking of that scenario in that way. And so you can go from these people are so self-centered, they don't even pay attention to when I walk in, to this family connects in a different way. And I love them and I'm going to figure out how to connect with them and how to love them right where they are. So you think of what would work for you in your scenarios, in your obstacles, write it down. Come up with the thoughts that you can use in the moment and beforehand to shine and to show up and to practice thinking of the scenario and the people in it in a different way. You can do that now. This is so, so extremely powerful. When you start practicing now and go through the worksheet and write it down and repeat these new thought patterns and say them out loud in a new way, I'm recommending that you can do it in a voice memo and on your phone and hear it. When you do that, you are the one who gets to feel different. You begin thriving right now before the scenario even plays out. When you practice telling the new story of how you met this challenging situation and how you not only survived, but you thrived in the midst of it, you are the one who gets to feel good. Keep repeating it over and over and over again. And the idea here is that you are practicing the meta skill of mind management. You are using the holiday season or any season of challenge to train your brain on purpose, to show up, to think differently, and to thrive in your life instead of just surviving. Now, I'll tell you, I am going through a challenging time personally during this season. I lost someone who is very, very close to me recently, and I can feel myself often downshifting into surviving. And sometimes that's just the way it has to be when we're grieving or processing emotions and taking time away from the hustle and bustle to regroup and recenter. There is a time to do that for sure. And that is extremely healing. So if you need that time, absolutely 100% take that time. I'm doing that as well. And I'm not just doing that. I am also thinking about what this beautiful soul would have wanted me to do during this holiday season. And it isn't to just survive, it's to thrive and to shine as brightly as she did. And so that is what I am doing. I am dedicating this holiday season to Casey and to the bright light that she is. And I am showing up larger than life. I am focused on loving and giving and being the absolute best version of myself this holiday season and beyond. So if you are struggling, know that you are not alone and we are going to shine and thrive together. And if I can help you do that in any way, I invite you to leave me a voice message. There's a link below for you to do that. If you are struggling, let me know and I will get to you one way or another. I am going beyond surviving and into thriving and I wanna help you do the same. 
And finally, if you know someone who is just surviving the season, please reach out to them. Shine your light on them. Heck, share this podcast with them and let them know that they are not alone. Let them see your light shine. Do not dim your light at all when other people are struggling. Turn it up. Thrive. Be the very best that you can for you, for those that you lead, and for this world because we all need it. Let's shine and thrive together now during this holiday season, during this challenging season, whatever it is for you, and beyond. We can do this together, and I am here with you to do just that. So go forth and create a holiday season that is full of love and joy and compassion and empathy and growth and your light shining and thriving as much as you possibly can. Hey there, if you are ready to take your well-beingness to the next level, come visit thewellness.coach where I've got lots of free resources. And make sure that you type in thewellness.coach, not .com, and I will see you there.